Welcome to Mom Fashions, an honest discussion about the beauty and burden of motherhood. I'm Emily. And I'm Beth. And we hope these next few minutes encourage, inspire, and remind you that we are all in this together. This is Mom Fashions, a Fort Worth Moms production. Episode 44, Return of Kids Activities. Hello, Mom Fashions listeners. This is Emily, and Beth and I are just having another visit today, talking about motherhood and life and 2021 and all the ways that we just are just loving everything this year is dishing out. We are kind of in this weird season as if it hadn't been weird before but like we have inclinations and a little bit of hope that maybe the pandemic is starting to loosen its grip a bit that I don't even want to say it that life can be more active that's what we'll call it active yes be normal more, is not a no, word no we're not I saying that I can't even talk about it yes. yeah so life can maybe even be a bit more social even. Mm-hmm. And so that has us talking about the whole notion of the return of kids' activities. And this is the first time here this spring that I'm really starting to think about that maybe our kiddos might could return to activities like when the summer gets here. So what are you thinking for your family? Well, I mean... My philosophy on activities hasn't changed much. I want to hear this. Regardless of the pandemic, uh, we do nothing. We do nothing. Um, no, but in in all reality, we we really do nothing. Don't y'all do music lessons? <laughs> we do. Okay. Okay. So, so that is an activity, and that counts. But it's not extracurricular in the sense that it is part of their school. So oh, it's during well. their school day. Oh, okay. Okay. So that but really you still have hasn't to practice. changed either. Yeah, that would be a nice thought. Okay, you don't <laughs> practice. We, uh, I don't. Because you're not, not in music class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I, I am not in charge of the music lessons. That is all my husband. Smart um, woman, smart woman. Yes, I highly recommend pushing anything like that off onto your significant other. Agreed. It's just too much for me. And I'm just not musical. So, and I think when my kids... My kids get upset with having to practice. I'm like, oh, it's fine. You don't have to. But my husband is the one that will really push them. We do music lessons for a few reasons. One, I feel like they, um, I mean, they're very much like learning a second language. So that is a perk. And it challenges my oldest daughter, who is not challenged by much helps her to learn discipline, which she hates, but we push her to do it for those reasons. And because it's a really incredible program that's free through our school. And so all of those reasons have have really combined to make this our one activity. Now, I've tried to do dance lessons with my girls. I've looked into soccer for my middle daughter in fact, right before the pandemic came, I was researching which group we were going to plug her into. 
But for me, to do activities is something that comes up only when they will be beneficial. So for example, the music lessons, my daughter struggles to be challenged and to be disciplined. And so this is something that is beneficial to her learning and her character development. We did dance lessons with her and she just wasn't a fan. She she kind of sat, she spun around on her booty on the floor and she, you mm-hmm. know, it just wasn't her thing. We've offered her other activities if she wanted to do them and she's she's not really excited about them personality-wise. My middle child, I was looking into soccer because she is more physically active and really needs an outlet for a lot of her energy and soccer seemed like a good thing for that. I don't love the idea and maybe it's because um, I... I don't like to be controlled and be scheduled. Um, There's part of that. I also feel like my kids are in school for long days, and so to give them more to do in the afternoon would be exhausting for all of us. They're thankful for that. They like to go home and just kind of unwind and and just be home. Uh, We're kind of a house full of homebodies. So... Yeah, we really we really don't put a lot into extracurricular things. Now, if my kids were to show a special interest in something, uh, we would pursue that for them. But so far, they're young, and I feel like giving them time to play and interact and be home, it's kind of more our vibe as a family. Yeah. You know, just more laid back. That's where we are. So really, the pandemic changed nothing for us. <laughs> <laughs> but but you, but you were, it's not like you're against activities for your no. kiddos. It's just like maybe you haven't, you don't like the idea of activities for the sake of activities. Yes. And you don't want to be overscheduled. Yes. And y'all just really haven't like gotten into it yet or yeah. like dabbled in it very much to just really know yeah. what's going to work. It really hasn't, it hasn't fit our season yet. You know, and there may be a season in our lives when our girls are older that we do more things and we plug them into more things. But for right now, you know, they're young and and we do things here and there. But the thing that did change that I'm a little bit, I'm going to be very real. Aren't we all? (laughs) I'm a little bit sad that things like birthday parties and Mm -hmm. play dates and stuff are becoming more of a thing because I really like just being home. Oh my gosh. I really, Beth, you I are know, like such a laying me over here. <laughs> so I'm kind of, I'm excited for my girls because they live for that. They want to be with their friends. They mm-hmm. want to have these play dates. And so absolutely like I'll go, do them. Go places, like go to yes. the park. Yes. Yes. And I'm, I'm for that. Uh, you uh, just personally for you're, me. You're not really for it, Beth. I'm, Come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm for it for my children. I'm against it for my own personal yeah. comfort, but I will sacrifice that on behalf of my child's well-being. So yeah. that's where I am with the whole activity thing. Um, you know, yeah. we'll enter back in as, you know, we'll dip our toes right. in as we need to. Yeah. I, I mean, absolutely. I have enjoyed a less full schedule. So right now we are in this whole back and forth, back and forth, back and forth discussion about summer camps. Usually in a normal length summer, which our summer is going to be like shortened by nearly a month because we have to go to school so long because we miss so many days for COVID. But we usually do two weeks of camp. 
So, like, we haven't done overnight camp yet, but one week of some day camp and another week of Sunday camp. And then we probably have, like, an activity or two that would be, like, a weekly class or something like that. But I am going to admit to you, much to your shock, that I am, like, not pulling the trigger on these things because, one, yes, I don't know what the world will be like. There is a part of that. But also, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> I'll confess. Do you feel like do you feel like the slowing down of the pandemic has changed kind of the way that you pursue these kind of activities? I mean, definitely. Because like I would always classify us, we didn't really slow down. We just changed. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have just this really relaxing, self-reflective pandemic. You know, things I never thought about before, like, ooh, signing up for basketball. I don't know. They're really close to each other. (laughs) You know, like, I never thought about that before. Like, you know, they can't, like, are they wearing masks, not wearing masks? They're really right in each other's faces. I don't know. So that is different. But I think, like, the time commitment and the running around and the extra pressure on my kids Dare I say, we're a little depleted. And so whereas I think we were in a more like restored state before all this happened, like we had the bandwidth and the margin for it. But it's also just a consideration of like, it's going to be more taxing to do all that now than it was the summer of 2019. Because we weren't as depleted, you know? Yeah. So our philosophy has been one I did not want to be running all over town all week like for classes and whatever I've always allowed one extracurricular activity during the school year and I don't even remember what we did before school I don't know like (laughs) we're so past where we are in elementary school Mm -hmm. like all in Mm -hmm. and then in the summers I would allow for maybe one extra so like my girls have loved, and we've stuck with gymnastics for a long time. So if there's something else maybe that they kind of want to try, then we might try it for a short stint in the summer. And then when the fall comes around, they have to make your choice. Like, do you want to do soccer or gymnastics? So those are like voluntary. Like, I let the girls choose those. But we do force music lessons. And so I guess that technically means we have two extracurricular activities during the school year because one is more like sport-based, more fun-based, whatever the kids would pick. And my daughter loves piano lessons. I mean, I think she would choose it. Also, our piano teacher lives across the street, so there's not a whole lot involved for me. You know, like it's not that taxing, so we can swing it. But we you know, we'll make them have some type of music lesson for a lot of the same reasons you mentioned, you know, like the discipline of it, the perseverance. It is also the one discipline that is both creative and mathematic. Like it's, it's using all those things at the same time. We didn't really venture into any kind of sports until the winter of 2019. And we did basketball. And that was my first introduction of having practices and games. Mm -hmm. And it was just like my daughter loved it and we will do it again because she benefited from it so much. 
But yeah, activities is a whole new era, like in parenting. And it requires a lot of logistics, like just figuring out dinner becomes taxing, you know. I want to ask you this. Have you ever felt pressured by like your mom community, whether, and I don't just mean like your best friends, but like maybe the mom community at your school or whatever. Do you feel pressure for your kids to be in more things or your kids to be in activities? I don't think that I feel pressure externally. I definitely feel guilt internally. So like an internal pressure that's saying like they're missing out on something important. Yeah, I get that. At the same time, I feel like as a family, we put our kids into the things or we spend our time and our money on the things that we value as a family. And so there are families out there, and I know many of them that that are sports families. Mm-hmm. You know, it is what they do as a family, and they don't mind running around from practice to practice and going to games on Saturday mornings in the freezing cold, and they love it. Their kids love it, and that's fantastic, mm-hmm. you know. But our family and our, I would say our family personality is one that kind of values the downtime. It's less of pressure coming from somebody saying your kids need to be more involved and more of me coming to terms with who we are as a family Mm -hmm. and what we value. In all honesty, a big part of our decision to not do a lot of activities is financial. Sure. Because it costs so much. You have to pick and choose. Yes. We did dance one semester. And I knew nothing about it. And my daughter didn't love it. And I can tell you, I sure didn't love it. And then when it was time for the recital, and they told me the two tutus that she was performing in would cost $300. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, this is your first and last. <laughs> Did you have to buy tickets for the recital? I don't even remember that. I was so stunned by the $300, <laughs> like, size 3T, um, you know, tutu that, uh, 10 minutes. that I bought. Yeah, for her, like, one little rendition of a song about puppy dogs where she shuffled her feet. I don't remember about the ticket prices. <laughs> right. Like, I'm, still, I'm still recovering from that sticker shock. So there is this fantastic dance center near us that a lot of my friends go to. They have mm-hmm. kids, girls, my kids' ages, and they're all involved. And they do these amazing recitals, and they have the most beautiful costumes. And I, for a long time, especially for my middle daughter, who is very active and she's very, like, that girl can dance like mm-hmm. she was born to do it. I yeah. mean, it is it is impressive. And I thought, I've got to at least give it a chance for her to go. Mm-hmm. And they had an open house where they could invite a friend, brought her up there, was so excited and thought, okay, like I'm going to have to budget this in. This is going to be a new thing that we do. She went to that class and she sat in the corner and cried for 30 minutes. Oh my gosh. She did nothing. She yeah. was like, I don't want them to tell me how to dance. I want to do my own moves. I want to do, I don't like the moves they're doing. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. It does not, unfortunately. (laughs) I don't want a schedule because I don't want to be controlled. (laughs) Exactly. She gets that from her dad, obviously. Um. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) So, but I was so relieved after the fact because one, the lessons 
they're pricey. Right. But then finding out how much you pay for those costumes. Well, and you have to get the shoes and practice. Like, yeah. You have to buy the leotards for yeah. class. The correct color, the correct type. Yes, the, exactly. Yeah, everything. And then to find out the recital tickets, which I'm the kind of mom where if my kids are in something, I am inviting everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, they are all coming. We're going to take up a couple rows. Like, they were $28 a piece for a recital ticket. And I thought, I'm paying every month for this. Like, I should at least be gifted a recital ticket. Yeah, you you should be. (laughs) So, yeah, stuff like that where it's like, I I get the desire for it. If my kids really wanted it, I might Mm -hmm. be more inclined to it. But I'm not going to force it, especially when it's going to cost me an arm and a leg for them to sit in a corner and complain. Yeah, I mean, if it's a financial burden, though, like it's like a lot of things in life, your wedding, Mm -hmm. your house, Mm -hmm. your car. It's like what you can afford. You know, yeah. we kind of have sometimes these ideals of what we think we should do for our kids or what we see so-and-so doing. Yeah. But they aren't actually missing out. So let's just everyone hear this and have permission to believe it. Your kids are not going to miss out if they don't do X, Y, Z. Amen. Because that, that was the question. And I think that's the question that we're kind of dancing around right now is, Is it wrong as a family to choose not to put your kids in activities? Because I think we go back and forth on that. Mm -hmm. There are people that would say, yeah, they are missing out. You are not giving them all of the opportunities that they could have, right? Because we have this ideal of setting our children up for success by giving them access to anything and everything that could possibly lead to something. That somehow more opportunities equals a more successful Mm -hmm. adult. But the reality is that there's only a small portion of people who can really afford to be involved in that many activities mm-hmm. and do the benefits outweigh the downfalls in being overscheduled, yeah. overburdened financially. Right. You know, those are questions you have to ask yourself yeah. outside of the guilt of being in, involved in things for the sake of being involved in things. Ultimately, it comes down to so many other things. Mm -hmm. You really have to do what's best for your family. And your kids' activities aren't an island. Like, they impact the family, right? I mean, your work impacts the family, your own hobbies. Like, what is best for your family's budget, time considerations, the needs of your children, ways you might want to challenge your kids or things you want them to experience? I mean, all that is taken into account. And And sometimes you land and say, you know, we aren't going to do this. I'm sorry, it may be a disappointment to your kiddo, but we can't do this or we're not going to because of whatever. Or the answer may be, yes, we can try dance this semester. Because for lots of boys and girls, dance is a life-giving thing for them, you know, Mm -hmm. or soccer or basketball or art class or music lessons. And, you know, more than anything, you and I have lived out activities, extracurricular activities differently for our families, right? Mm -hmm. But like more than anything, I just want the pressure to be taken off, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not, oh, are you going to do it like Emily does it? Oh, or are you going to do it like Beth does it? But like, can we just take the pressure off, right, of the kids and the moms? Because 
I have 100% felt external pressure that my kids weren't involved in XYZ. I've also felt a little bit of, oh, so you send your kids here. Well, we go to this gym, you know. Even my kiddo has come home from the playground from the other kids saying, well, the gym that we go to, they said it's not very good. There is even pressure that she feels because, well, on Monday night, this girl has gymnastics for two hours, and then she has it again on Wednesday nights because she's into this level now, and then on Thursday, she's a soccer practice, and then on Saturdays, she has soccer, and the, you know, like, and so the only really night free she has is Wednesday, and that's totally fine for that family like if that's the decisions that you make but my point is just like it's the pressure that it puts on like my own kids or your kids and then just sort of like it's it's this level of expectation I had one mom kind of like shame me on Facebook one time in the school Facebook page because they were having school jersey day you could wear a jersey we don't own a jersey like we aren't huge sports people. I mean, we have Texas Rangers t-shirts, but we don't have a jersey. And so I commented and just asked if they could wear a t-shirt, like a Texas Rangers t-shirt, if they didn't have a jersey. And that was like totally fine. But this woman like gets on there and starts commenting and like she can't believe that my daughter has never been in a team sport and doesn't have a jersey. I really need to get her enrolled. Like, don't I know the benefits of that? And I'm just, wow. and I'm just like, no, it's not a good fit right now for our family. Yeah, and it may never be, or she may play for the WNBA. I don't know. Exactly. You know, it's like right now, this yeah. is not what we should be like thinking about, yeah. and like obsessing over and trying to compete with one another. Just letting go of the notion that our kid somehow is missing out. They aren't. I think there's so much judgment between moms. We're judging each other as moms. But at the same time, if you are passing judgment on a mom, you don't necessarily know their kid. You know, she's making a decision that is best for her kid. You not having put your daughter in sports at the time, like, you know what she needed, you know? Yes, absolutely. We had field day at my daughter's school, and she said, man, I wish that they had a, a violin um, portion of field day because I don't want to do the rest of them. <laughs> you know, see, that is not, she comes by that naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, the apples falling really close exactly. to the tree. I did t-ball as a little girl and sat and picked flowers in the outfield Yay! and that's what I did. I mean, you you know your kid, you know your family, and you know your season best and what you're, what you're capable of and what kind of bandwidth you have. Mm-hmm. You have to choose what's best all the way around and only you know that yeah so yeah and there you know there are valuable things that like my kiddo really loved basketball there were valuable things she learned from it your kiddo is learning great things Mm -hmm. from like music lessons you know they could also be growing and improving and learning great things not doing those things Mm -hmm. like playing outside absolutely having an afternoon off to read a book yeah or learning to navigate the relationships with their sisters yeah I mean like we have neighborhood kids you know 
we let them play outside together and they squabble a lot but that squabbling is as important as them playing together like when it goes well it is as good for my girls when they squabble as whenever they've like played a a great game of they play weird games have you ever heard of ghost in the graveyard do you even know what this it's some kind of, i mean it's like hide and seek this is all this is it sounds like something my kids would play yeah, but, but i they heard call, of that like, one you know i'm like at first i was like ghost in the graveyard i'm like is this scary you know like what are y'all doing and then i was watching them i'm like this is hide and seek <laughs> like, <laughs> like i don't understand why we renamed it but i guess it feels you know like spookier when the ghost is trying to find everyone hiding in the graveyard you get it yeah yeah it's just hide and seek that's really funny it is funny my girls play hide and eek in which they hide and then try to jump out and scare each other that's a good one Mm -hmm. yeah okay so do you think that the pressure that is put on kids and on parents to be involved in activities varies based on socioeconomic status I think I would guess yes, and then maybe not. How about that? Mm -hmm. So first I would say in those instances, usually you have a parent who is able to stay home and not work, right? So Mm -hmm. that offers in itself a lot more flexibility to make all these activities even happen, like to get to the practices and all these things. And you obviously have more like extra income that you can use towards that. And then wrapped up into all that, which I think is some of what I've experienced, is yes, believe it or not, there are some status things, right? So if you go to this or you participate in that group or you're on this team, it's like a status symbol, which is just ridiculous when you're talking about five-year-old soccer. I have seen it in real life. It's actually true. It's the real deal. And there become even like cliques among the parents within these activities. One thing we haven't touched on, and I think it starts applying, I mean, I'm already seeing it now in fourth grade, is that parents are starting to set their eyes on these activities in a more serious way. Because, kid you not, we're already thinking about, if my kiddo doesn't stick with gymnastics doing it two hours, two nights a week, and participating in the team on meets or whatever, then they may not make the cheerleading squad because the whole progression to, like, cheerleading is going to start in junior high. So in sixth grade, we try out. And why does that matter? Like, not because they're going to be in high school musical, because it matters about college. Can you get a scholarship? Can can my fourth grader stick with this gymnastics long enough to get a scholarship or stick with soccer or stick with baseball or stick with music lessons or art lessons? It stops being the pressure of just like giving your kid an opportunity to grow and learn or do something fun or meet friends and socialize. It changes in like middle to upper elementary that you're already having your eye on the prize, that this could be your ticket to college. And I think for some then families who are more middle class or lower, if they have a kiddo that starts to show an interest or excel in any of those, there's a lot of sacrifices made to make that happen. 
because they want college to happen. And so when we're talking about opportunities, we're not just talking about having more discipline in life. We're talking about being able to afford an education, which then could turn into a better future for your kids. You know, so Mm -hmm. like we're talking about kids' activities and like it is kind of a complicated topic, you know? And I mean, I've, I've even, this has even been my thought process, like, how much do we really put Anna in or do we make her commit to something now? Mm-hmm. Because if she wants to be on a team of something in junior high or high school, she's already got to be like working on it now. Isn't that crazy? I, I really think that's very geographical for us. Being in Texas, if you want to be on a team, you know, let's say my, my daughter in fifth grade decides, oh, I think I want to try soccer she is not going to be able to find a beginner's team exactly. in fifth grade yeah. because everybody who is seriously playing soccer by fifth grade here in our area has been doing it since birth, you know, and they are just... Yeah, oh, no, you're not kidding. Yeah, I'm not. When, yeah. we, when we signed up for basketball for th- in third grade, I mean, largely all of the teams were the definition of beginning. (laughs) Like, you know, they were a beginner. But this one team, you know, who beat everyone was a group of girls that had been playing basketball together since kindergarten. Isn't that crazy? It's so competitive here. And, I mean, they weren't good, you know, because they're third graders still. They have a lot of coordination to get. But they were way better than the other teams, like exceptionally better. Yeah. You know, I have nothing but, like, empathy for the parent who is using that strategy. You know, I get it. I understand. I have even thought about it myself. Yeah. Yeah. Kids' activities is, they are returning, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of, it's a loaded topic, and I think everybody would have their own really strong strong opinion about it if we, like, started asking people on the street. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, what they thought. Well, on that note, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'd love to hear what you think. So please hop onto our Facebook page and comment or send us a message. We always love to hear from you. As always, visit fwmoms.com to see the notes from this show, including links to products and content mentioned in this episode. And one more time, just in case you missed it, fwmoms.com. Fort Worth Moms.